Welcome to a brand new episode of the Economics in Business podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Martin. In this episode, we'll be discussing blockchain, the disruptive technology that's revolutionising the way we share data that will have huge knock-on effects across all industries, with applications as broad as recording Bitcoin transactions, securely sharing medical records and tracking intellectual property. To discuss the potential impacts of blockchain on businesses and the global economy, I'm joined today by Steve Davies, PwC's blockchain expert, and Dr. Jonathan Gillen, who leads the PwC UK economic practice. Welcome both. Thank you. Thanks, Freddie. Nice to be here. So, Steve, before we delve into the potential impact of, of blockchain on the UK and global economy, it would be great to understand a bit more about what this technology actually consists of and, and some different use cases, as I'm sure many people tend to just think of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin when you mention blockchain. Yeah, thanks, Freddie. We'll we'll start with a very simple question, like what is blockchain on, on this podcast? So, I, it is it is an issue that I think quite a few people um, struggle with, and it, it's a, it's a complex area. It's blockchain is is a technology, but it's also a method or a way of thinking about how to construct something to solve a problem. I think one of the other issues of blockchain is it's something that happens um, what what the tech people call under the glass. Meaning if we were having a conversation about drones, we could perhaps picture a drone or VR, AR, we could picture putting on a headset. But with blockchain, you typically don't see something happening or you don't visualize a blockchain thing. And perhaps that also adds to, to, to the complexity around it. Effectively, what blockchain is, is a way to move away from having a single uh, area where or person or authority where records are stored and managed and decisions are made to a model where that happens on a distributed basis, meaning each of us on this podcast would have the same view and the same access to the data that we needed to, 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 to enable what we needed to do. And that means that there is no single source of the truth, but there are multiple sources of the truth. It also means that it is much more difficult to, to tamper with that source of the truth because if you have to, because you have to change everything at the same time for that to work properly what also happens with blockchain and this is the this is the mining piece that perhaps people have heard about is that data is encrypted as it is placed on those shared records and it can only be accessed in a certain way and so that encryption and that uh, distribution model means that it's incredibly secure and that then leads to perhaps why why it's important and why we think it's important because when you have that distributed model working properly, you no longer need somebody in the middle to be able to facilitate things to happen. Trust within, a, within that network, within that community is devolved and sits with each of the members of that community or network. And that is quite far reaching in its implications for how we run things, um, how we organize businesses, how intermediaries like banks and, and lawyers work in between to facilitate trust and how different models can emerge off of the back of that. And that's why in PwC, we really feel that that's important as well, because trust is at the core of what we do and helping our clients and ourselves to understand how this technology can improve trust um, is critically important. So I can see that as we rely more and more on data and, and, and big data sharing, that being able to ensure that 
that our data is secure is actually very fundamental and applies to so many industries. Absolutely. And so you think about, for example, in supply chains, if you go to the supermarket and buy, uh, buy, buy some food, you'll want to know where it came from or if somebody's making a claim about where something was made or how it was made um, and whether or not it has and it has a brand on it. You need to be able to trust that. And that's critically important. You also need to be able to trust if you're going to use digital technology to as, as a form of money, for example. And then also, if you think about putting your your credentials, um, your qualifications or your licenses in digital form, you want to be able to use something where you know that you can trust um, that that is going to be stored in a safe way. But also people that then use that or consume that um, know that it comes from a trusted source as well. And those are some of the examples where we'll explore um, in our report that are so important for the future and how blockchain is driving that value. Yes, you mentioned this report that um, PwC published in October, the Time for Trust report. And I know that this looked to quantify the potential impact that blockchain can have across all these different use cases. And so, Jonathan, I know your team led the analysis of this report. So could you break down some of the key findings, both globally and for the UK economy? Thanks very much, Freddie. So in our report, we estimate that blockchain will contribute around $1.76 trillion to the global economy by 2030. That's a very large number. So let's just try and break that down into some different component parts. Firstly, provenance. So that's the cyber element. That could contribute around $962 billion. That's the biggest single component. Payments and financial instruments. So I think most people listening to this podcast will be familiar with Bitcoin and payment mechanisms powered by blockchain. That's the second largest component at $433 billion. Identity protection comes in at $244 billion and contracts and disputes resolution through blockchain actually supplying that information, that contractual information that people can see and view, $73 billion. The final part, is customer engagement or loyalty schemes is perhaps a more traditional way of referring to that. And that could contribute around $54 billion by 2030. So some really big chunky numbers there. Now, the the countries that will perhaps benefit the most from that, from, from the blockchain revolution are the US and China. The UK will also be a significant beneficiary but so too will perhaps some smaller countries with really strong tech hubs um, sort of at their core. So if we just go into that and break that down in a bit more detail. So we expect um, the UK to gain by around 72 billion pounds over the next decade, which is quite sizable and compares favorably to other big major technologies um, that are actually out there that perhaps people are more familiar with, like artificial intelligence, for instance. The US, that could gain by around $407 billion and China by around $440 billion. Both of those two economies are absolutely key in a lot of the research and development 
that's underpinning blockchain technology today. Also, blockchain will create and augment a significant number of jobs over the next decade. Our estimate is just short of around 21 million people will start to find their jobs actually being enhanced um, by um, blockchain over the next decade. So those are some very significant impacts that you've you've outlined there. And I was wondering, how did you go about estimating these these impacts? We looked very, very closely at the different use cases and started to explore, well, which of those use cases are really ready yet? How fast will be the pace of market adoption? How that could affect productivity and economic efficiency in different sectors? How will it affect businesses' cost base? And once we started to get a clearer picture of that at quite a granular level, we're able to use uh, a large-scale global economic model that we have here at PwC and model the effects of those different types of efficiencies and cost savings as they flow through the economy. And then we add them all up, and that's where our main number comes from, $1.76 trillion. What's the time frame that these impacts will occur across? Is this a medium term, a very long term view? So at the moment, blockchain is relatively small from a global economic perspective. So we think we'll probably contribute around $66 billion next year. But it's going to ramp up really, really quickly. So you could expect something like a sevenfold increase in, in the size of the blockchain market over the next five years and probably a sort of a 25 fold increase out to out to 2030 so over over the next decade so this is a market that's just going to expand really really rapidly and you know our you know our clients our customers the users of blockchain they're aware of that but perhaps not quite understanding quite how that will happen or which uses of blockchain would be perhaps the most popular. And so actually, again, it's this under the glass element that you mentioned earlier, Steve, which could actually present a really key barrier to the widespread adoption of blockchain, as its use cases can be really difficult for businesses to conceptualise. And so given these obstacles, Steve, what advice do you have for businesses and governments looking to harness the full potential of blockchain technology? Yeah, exactly. I I, I think so. So one of the key messages here for us is... Um, We've seen we've seen the hype uh, come away from this space, and I think that's a really positive thing. What I would encourage different organisations to do, different different businesses, is is don't don't relegate this to the basement. Um, don't think that because you've built a proof of concept and that um, and that you've sort of seen something that works in blockchain um, that you've got it covered. And don't think that um, that it's a hedge. In other words, you know, I've I've built something, I, and if if some if somebody begins to um, use blockchain in a way that impacts my business, then I'll be able to react to that quickly. I think it's about taking taking the technology seriously, recognizing it is a genuine um, disruptive threat, um, but also opportunity to the way in which which things are run today and and so a focus around collaborations not not necessarily building things um, for our own sake but building things that deliver that solve 
common problems amongst either between our business and its customers or between our business and its suppliers or between our business and other businesses that, that we, we transact with. I'm really focusing, as you say, on, on some of those complex areas and recognizing that the, that the complexity is there um, for a reason and, and therefore it's going to take time to be able to, um, to work those things through. So investing in the technology, absolutely experiment, get, but go beyond that and, and start to forge networks and leverage the blockchain ecosystem to understand how and where to use the technology and where it's best to deliver value. But as we've, as we've highlighted in the report around these five key areas, we see these as the already emerging as the, as the key areas that are going to drive um, growth in blockchain usage um, over, the next, over the next 10 years. Um, provenance payments and financial instruments, identity, contracts and dispute resolution and customer engagement. These are the areas where we think it's critical for organizations to engage and work through and understand how those solutions can provide a positive benefit rather than be a disruptive threat. That's really very interesting and it's useful to see how actually the report itself and, and this type of analysis is going to be really fundamental to progressing how blockchain is adopted in future across businesses. It's, it's so important to have this information to hand to understand the potential. I was wondering, Jonathan, did you have any final thoughts based on, based on the uh, analysis that you conducted about how best to adopt blockchain? Well, I think it's just important to stress the overall size of the prize here because you know, 1.76 trillion is a very large number. And you know, I think it sometimes can be quite difficult to put in context, but you know, probably about sort of four or five years ago, that was roughly the size of the whole UK economy. So if you think about adding another UK economy to the global economy over the next decade. You know, this is a very sizable proposition. And I think perhaps one thing, and I think Steve's explained this really, really well, is that what's been holding back the technology is businesses perhaps being slow to realize the application and perhaps often thinking of it as a niche offering. But you know, this secure passing of information just has so many different opportunities. We've been quite conservative in our estimates. So we think that potentially it could be perhaps bigger than what we've stated in this report. Thank you so much for providing that extra context to the figures. I think it's really useful to, to understand the scale of, of what we're talking about here. I think that's all that we have time for on today's episode. So um, thank you, Jonathan, and thank you, Steve, for joining me today. To find out more on the topics discussed in this episode, take a look at the PwC site where we have a dedicated blockchain page containing current thought leadership, advice for businesses and more information on the work that PwC is doing in this space. A link to the full version of the Time for Trust report mentioned in this episode will be provided in the description of the podcast as well as on the PwC website. Make sure to subscribe to keep up to date with the latest episodes of the Economics in Business podcast and thank you for listening.